0: Hello, welcome to Daily Musings, with J.P. Hummingbird It's the 21st of February which as you all must know is, is, is I think it's International Mother Language Day which uh, is interesting I, I, this afternoon I was trying to speak to my family as many of them as possible and trying to speak more Italian I think that just coincided. Uh, I think it it was coincidence, and then I looked it up and I realised it's Mother Tongue Day, and it's also National Sticky Bun Day in America, which sounds like an incredibly important festival or or day to mark. Uh, Yeah. What? So, uh, this episode, I'm not sure how it's going to go. Really, I've. I feel very, I've had a very sort of, I woke up this morning with a flat tire, you know, just couldn't, everything was heavy. Uh, and it's taken me some time to get around to doing this, which, uh, and I guess it's when, when, when there's a lot of thoughts, or oh, my head's spinning a bit, you know, there's a lot of thoughts going around, uh, and some, some interesting conversations I've had over the past few days And yeah, last night I had a really interesting conversation It was quite challenging as well so, But I'll talk about that more later But I almost woke up hungover from all the, all the, the processing power that's being used uh, And uh, yeah, so this past week has been really interesting Uh, I've been sort of, it's been, I've imposed a a kind of structure on the day where I, particularly in the morning, I like to, so I've been, first thing I've been trying to, I've been reading a friend's book, uh, a friend of mine, Luke Brown, a really talented author, uh, and he he sent me a copy of his, uh, his first novel in Italian, so it was. It was published in Italy. So I've been slowly working my way through, uh, trying to improve my Italian, whilst uh, whilst reading a dear friend's book, which is quite quite a privilege, really. Uh, uh, yeah, I just find it, there's yeah a few things more joyous than sort of receiving creative being able to witness the creativity of, of your friends and, you know, family or anyone close who you hold dear is quite a privilege and, and a real joy. Uh, so, yeah, I'm... Yeah, so I've been... That's been using up a lot of brain power, first thing, which I guess is when your brain is sort of primed to work at a... I can see this whole podcast is going to get quite convoluted with these uh, loosely defined terms. So, yeah, you just have to bear with me or not. You could just turn it off and do something else, which is also absolutely fine. Uh, So, yeah, I really. uh, Yeah, I think I'll I'll, I'll come back to this because it it ties into what something happened yesterday, which I want to talk about, but. Uh, I first want. I want to talk about the a book I've just finished. Finished today, uh, the book uh, that George Orwell, uh, homage to Catalonia, which uh, was yeah thoroughly enjoyable. Uh, and I've already. I think I've already sent the thanks out to Dougie Love for recommending it. Uh, but I was just. I was intrigued by this sort of—I don't know much about Orwell, but I mean, I'm assuming sort of a you know middle to upper class Englishman, you know, early early 20th century, and and just decides to go and fight in the Spanish Revolution. Uh, and throughout the book, I was trying to figure out his motivations for doing this. I mean, the descriptions of the of life on the front line are so uncomfortable so gruesome you know just clothes full of lice uh, no yeah and just the smell of, you know just the smell of feces and uh, yeah it just sounds so unpleasant and, and I just yeah I was trying to figure out his motivation for doing this and I guess as an author a writer writers will go to lengths to find these opportunities uh, And but yeah, I just think he, I got the impression he just want, he really wanted to kill a fascist. And I guess, at that time, people were more driven by ideology. Uh, you know, there's people from all over Europe just piling into this, this kind of war effort just to, just because they hated fascism. He spoke about a friend called Cop. So like it's reminded me of Klopp, you know, the Liverpool manager, but the cop, and he's a really talented, gracious man from a Belgian man, and and he's left his country, and he can't return because it was illegal to leave to leave and fight, you know, and just on purely on ideals, and he ends up in a massive pickle, uh, and yeah, I mean. I, I just become conscious. This I could be dropping spoiler alerts, but I, I can't imagine most people are going to go out and find homage to Catalonia by Orwell. But if you do, uh, maybe maybe forward it for, <laughs> for about five, three or four minutes, maybe uh, or just listening. I mean, I enjoyed the book. There were some sections that uh, that were that, that were uh, laborious, like the bits describing all the political parties and but he gave fair warning to this but I, I sort of sp- speed read through them because I really enjoyed his descriptions of of events and conditions which were way more poetic and, and there was one scene you know where he's he's uh he's back on the front lines and he's trying to find ways to kill it pick off a fascist you know with these old rifles rusty old rifles and and then he ends up taking a bullet and and his description of being shot ah oh, really powerful really uh, yeah the way he describes it just almost the stillness of it the, the shock and the like a pause in time and then he just crumples wilts wilts away and yeah he's he, and then he's going through this thought process you know first thoughts to his wife and then to through various thought processes and he's and then you know I think he sort of gurgles out where was it? where have I hit and they're like oh you've been shot in the neck so he's thinking oh I'm, I'm done for you know but then as he's sort of going through this process he's like well if I can if I'm thinking all this then I can't be done for and uh yeah I mean, he's so so yeah, he just, again, yeah. And then he's ends up back in Barcelona and it's all, all the political environment's changed. And then it becomes like, it's all sort of clandestine trying to get out of the country. And, and when he finally gets out of the country, desperate to get out, but when he gets out, he's almost, and he's in France and it's safer and, and it's more, you know, civilised. He's just sort of, Straight away, him and his wife are just they want to be back in Spain, and I thought that was intriguing. Uh, Particularly his wife, who I felt sorry for throughout, he was just sort of in hotels, languishing in hotels, waiting to hear news. And yeah, Uh, and then eventually, you know, as he's coming, but throughout, because I was yeah i was in i was intrigued by it. yeah so sorry first I'll come back to he gets back to England and in the fight like final sort of paragraph and a really beautiful description of England and you know soft rolling hills, particularly in the south you know and uh, and sleepy sleepy England he calls it and and the sort of contrast between the two but yeah but I was intrigued by although he he was he had a he was sort of sick of the Spain and the politic politics and the but he was not sick of, but he he was enamoured by the Spaniards you know he just and yeah that's often the way isn't it all these powers are shifting around and the people the working people are underneath just uh, living and generously and and trying to share their experiences and, and care for each other and I mean that's just yeah it's still going on today isn't it you see it everywhere uh but yeah interesting book, well worth a read uh so yeah so I was thinking about uh yeah last night I was talking to a friend uh, Thomas von Neumann uh Calling the meme hunter uh, or yeah, it's like we have these long conversations, very sort of searching conversations, and uh can range from sort of it can range from deep to light, but uh and we sometimes we catch each other out, you know we, we almost like we find faults in the code and uh and yesterday he caught me out. <laughs> I don't mean caught me out, but yeah, I, we were because I referenced this. You know, I've been reading my friend's novel, and I was just sort of saying, "Oh, you know, I really admire you know writing a book." And I was just saying, oh you know, I couldn't, you know, I could never write a book. It's too, it's too hard." Or, or I, you know, or I referenced that saying, you know, when I said, "Oh, everyone's got a book in them," and I was thinking, "Yeah, but." No, not everyone's got a good book in them. Something along these lines, but and uh, yeah, von Neumann took uh, umbrage at this. <laughs> I'm using the combative language, but uh, and and he uh, he sort of he saw this. Uh, how would I describe it? Like a yeah he, he saw this dead meme this static dead useless meme wedged in my head and and uh, I basically came at it with a crowbar and just wedged the crowbar and, and just peeled it up and uh, yeah it was a fascinating process uh, I've been through these things before I'm really careful with language now uh, i've learned a lot over the past three years working with an amazing uh, uh yeah like i've done some amazing i oh know it sounds super cheesy i i 'm gonna hold back on that but yeah uh as I say careful with language it is, it is quite important because you just don't know i've learned a lot about sort of uh, the conscious space, the, the subconscious, and then the, the unconscious, and uh, and I've had skilled people help me work with that, and it and it's been really enlightening. And but <laughs> when I was caught out yesterday, it was like uh, a crowbar in, you know, and it was just oh, it, yeah, it was the process of going through that was sort of yeah. It was almost like right there in your subconscious There is a A uh, A dead meme and I'm going to help you remove it And, uh, and it's just the idea that You know I can't write a book You know And that is so deep there And I'm not saying I will write a book Or ever You know Or whatever it, it's, But it's just the It's like Uh yeah, it was just, if if that, you know, if, if a problem arose and I needed, and there was, and writing a book would solve it, then, of course, I'd do it. Uh, and it would be fun to do. I mean, this was the basic, this was the kind of premise, yeah, which kind of led on to, ah, uh, oh, yeah, sorry, I think this could get quite convoluted, and I apologise for that. But... We was talking, yeah, I guess we yeah, so yeah, I can't write a book, maybe because you know, and then I was sort of saying, you have to be disciplined to write a book, you know, you have to be like da 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 da, but yeah, the counterpoint was like it was this deutsche argument of like if there is yeah if you're if there's a problem to be solved and you and you are in that you're you're absorbed in that process, then yeah. Oh, sorry, I'm really lost now. So basically, <clears throat> the idea that it's it would be fun to do this activity. So, yeah, your life might be miserable. And I mean, you, so if you look at someone like Van Gogh, who we spoke about in the past? His life was, you know, he might have been suffering, which you know, I'm. A guess we're all. There's an element of suffering and uh, throughout, you know, any experience, but but the act of actually doing, the act of painting was pure joy, which was why it wasn't, you know, it wasn't work, it was joy, an expression of joy, and I guess, if you can remove that, uh, But I'd had, to, you know, I've put this block there, this is a subconscious block saying, well, I can't do that, you know, and, and, uh, so yeah there was a, there was kind of a lot of pushback from me uh in sort of weird ways weird sort of subconscious and like and as I was going through the process i couldn't really i wasn't super conscious of it, but it was but only sort of as i passed through the the as I passed through that sort of change uh then I could sort of start to reflect on it during the conversation and, uh yeah, and it's quite... And then it's like you've you've opened a door, you know, and there's no way back, you know. It's like a permanent change uh, to my conscious space almost. And that is, yeah, that is really quite a spectacular thing, I guess. And I feel really grateful to be challenged in that way. Uh, what did I write down here? So yeah I was looking at uh, I was thinking of a Bob Dylan line forget the dead they will not follow you but but they're, yeah these these dead memes are everywhere they're, they're just all over your your conscious space and you have to be very uh, vigilant almost maybe to to, be, to become more aware of that so I don't know if any of that makes any sense but yeah, I tip my hat to Von Neumann, the meme hunter. Uh, like, uh, born, you know, on the edge of Transylvania, near Solly <laughs> So, yeah. Uh, I, so I hope <laughs> some of that makes sense. If not, yeah, what can I do? I'm just, uh, this is... Again, this is an experiment to seeing what comes up during this, during this period of, of not editing anything. Uh, so, <clears throat> yeah, and then after sort of... So I've been reading. <clears throat> I've been playing around with trying to improve my Italian... I guess I'm trying to become more Italian in a way. Uh, just as a, just get absorbed in that. i also trying to become more Northern <laughs> or just get absorbed in that. Uh, although I am a Midlander, you know, I was born and raised in the middle of England. And yeah, I'd just come back from a walk uh, around the canals you know and the canals for a Midlander are like they're like uh, they're like your safari you know you go down to the canals and you, you don't know what you're going to see you know and uh, it's it's intriguing it's like you've got the as I was I was walking under a bridge and there's like a column of Canadian geese just working their way up in, in some sort of uh, or like a peloton you know and there was a gruppetto at the front and a, and then the following chase and then all of a sudden three three other gray geese came from the bo- top end just just r- hollering at each other and s- I don't know what was going on but it was a m- massive raucous clash and you know and then the wings are flapping and bursting out of the water and it was just yeah I mean it was spectacular it was like a, what was i thinking the uh the <laughs> like it was like a wrestling show uh, geese were jumping onto the edge and jumping off and flapping their wings and uh yeah, spectacular really uh and as you walk around, you just see different things you see you see all the sort of old bohemian uh people in their uh what they call barges aren't they I can't even remember they're called barges aren't they I think living you know got the wood burners going and you're like sometimes you can smell them cooking it's like that's lovely man there's always a couple of eastern Europeans fishing or just you know they love to hang out down there it's it's fantastic Uh, and then there's always what else goes on Uh, yeah the water here is so clear. Uh, it's like I'm looking in this I'm look you can see the bottom, you can see the you can see the plant life which is down there and and obviously you can see the stuff that gets thrown in, but it's such clear water here. And that is really uh just to see a body of water is is quite something. Uh, but yeah. What did I see? No, all right. Uh, so I'm not sure where I'm going now, I'm pretty... I've kind of said what I think I wanted to say, although how not possible to know. Uh, yes, yeah, so I've been reading some poetry uh, of... I have a guy called Roberto Bolano, who's a a Chilean writer, who I really admire, and uh, yeah, I saw, the first time, I stumbled across him, I was in the south of India, and I was going to a Panchakarma retreat, which sounds, which I'll have to go into at some point, but I just found this book randomly called The Savage Detectives and uh, I started reading it and I was just blown away by the, the, stand, the level of the writing. Uh, it was, yes, quite... Very visceral and very sort of... Uh, yeah, just a great writer. I don't know how to describe... I don't know how to describe it, but I love his poetry uh, this is one called hope i mean he writes in spanish but i'm going to read the english translation uh, i'm tempted to read it in spanish but i don't want to slaughter it so i'm just going to read an english version it's called hope the cloud splits darkness opens pale furrow in the sky the thing emerging from the background is the sun Clouds' core, once absolute, now glows like a crystallised boy. Streets covered in branches, wet leaves, tracks. I've stayed calm throughout the storm, and now reality opens up. Wind drags groups of clouds in different directions. I thank heaven for having made love to the women I've cared about. From the darkness, pale furrow. The days come forth like traveling boys yeah i that just stuck with me that that poem uh, I feel like uh, I love that line of that thing emerging from the from the background, you know as it comes through. Maybe I had a bit of that yesterday. And, and as the weather changes here, you get this sort of change. There's, a, there's, a, there's a, a change in motion. There's a change in, there's a, yeah, there's a constant unfolding of, of reality. And the wind drags groups of clouds in different directions. And yeah, it's just constant, constantly changing the landscape. Even the same window I look out of every day changes. And, and I know, you know, the rise and fall of friends and the rise and fall of family, I sort of alluded to it being like uh, the crypto market last week. And, yeah, I, uh, I thank heaven for having made love to the women I've cared about that line struck me as well as and you know I've I always hope anyone I've had contact with uh, friends lovers and anybody you know I hope that I hope that they're on an upward trajectory Uh, although that's important you can't be on that all the time but and when I hear news of of uh People on that downward turn. It's, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. I had some news yesterday that was, well, the day before, and of uh, someone I've loved and I love, and out in uh, South America, and I know she's on a downward trajectory, and I hope that things improve soon, you know, and yeah. And for you know, it's what you can't. What can you do? You want to help people, but all you can do is be a a good friend and listen, and uh, maybe pray and send your love, and and hopefully that 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 means something. Uh, But yeah. So sorry, yeah. I don't know if you can hear that a siren in the background uh, I'm coming yeah I, I guess I'm kind of coming toward a conclusion here uh, I hope people are I hope there's <laughs> that word stuck in my head now the title, I can see the title of the poem it's like it's stamped on my forehead hope, I mean uh, things things a lot things yeah i'm completely uh, stumbling here but yeah i wish everyone well and if things are going bad hopefully there's something you can learn from that and and it will serve you in times to come and uh And during the dark, during the darkness, that's, it's not going to, yeah, it's not going to sink in, but eventually something, when something positive comes, you want to be open to to it and, yeah, and keep, and staying open and, and is the most important thing, I guess. And if you can sort of crushes, I mean, not crush, if you can, become aware of these dead memes that you've been carrying all your life and you're carrying around now and then this will create more openness and, and through that openness something creative something beautiful can burst through the cloud you know from behind yeah alright if you're still listening thank you uh, and uh, I hope to hear from you Uh yeah, I really appreciate people who get in touch and, and just to talk or just to ask about things and uh, to give me recommendations for reading and, or listening or, yeah. Yeah. Thank you and goodbye.